1: Today's episode is sponsored by Ello Health. If you're like me, you prioritize your physical and mental health. You plan your days around your workouts to ensure that you can show up the best possible way for yourself, your friends, your family. I personally feel so accomplished when my workout is done, but I almost always neglect recovery. I'm really bad at protein. Post-workout protein needs, the type, the amount, the timing are hard to navigate and vary from person to person. Many people take protein. But miss out on important recovery benefits. Enter ELO. ELO Smart Protein takes the guesswork out of finding the optimal protein blend for you in the right amount to help you recover faster and get more out of every workout. Each blend is hand mixed for you. That's right. It even has your name on it, and it even has the name of the person who blended it for you and offers a combination of highly bioavailable protein and functional ingredients depending on your activity data, health goals, and dietary preferences. Unlike other personalized protein products, LO Smart Protein draws data from your wearables and fitness apps to provide specific dosing recommendations after every Workout. It comes in either grass fed whey or pea protein and can include other functional ingredients like probiotics and ashwagandha to help you recover faster and support your goals. Smart Protein is also third party tested so you can feel confident that you're getting a high quality product you can trust. Take out the guesswork. Get the right amount of protein after every workout. Go to lo.health and enter code JOY for 15% off your first month. That's E L O. Health and enter code joy for 50% off your first month. Thanks, hello. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this
0: is Claire. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening.
1: Wherever you are around the world, hello. It always surprises me and delights me when I go on our stats. We have like a little stat dashboard, a little dashboard that tells us where you're listening from. And it's truly international and it really warms my heart.
0: It is amazing to me. And it really like blows my mind when I think about our voices having been played. In places that we will physically never go, which is so cool. I mean, maybe not. Don't never say never, but it's unlikely. We're
1: gonna go on a world tour, you guys. Just you to know, wait. I've
0: actually been thinking about that because I'm like, we we are having analysis paralysis when it comes to our 10 year anniversary party. Totally. Maybe we should just do like. Maybe a we dozen should go weekends. to the people. Yeah, we should go to the people
1: instead of them coming to us. We'll just go to the people.
0: Yeah, that sounds we'll do like a you know, I tour. doubt. I mean, considering the fact that we can't even bring ourselves. To plan an event in Denver. I know. Why should we just go? Feels unlikely. But, you know, maybe it would take the pressure off of having to have like one perfect event.
1: Exactly. All that to say. That's what we just all of a sudden hit. We hit pause on that real real quick. From one second it was going to be an all-out 80s band party in Denver to nothing. We have
0: nothing. And we were like, oh, no. This is too much.
1: We're like, maybe we'll just go to Sandy's. Sandy offered her house house
0: because it's her 60th
1: birthday year. And like, she just had this huge kitchen renovation that has literally taken over a year when she thought it was going to be like six months. That always happens, by the way. And so she's like, the kitchen will be done. We could have it on the deck and, you know, celebrate at Herbert's Tiki Bar. She built this Tiki Bar after he passed away that he like had always wanted to have at their kitchen or in their outdoor like patio area. It's beautiful. She has a beautiful house. I mean, she has this just, amazing. Yeah, it sounds
0: like the deal. And then, yeah. And so I we're mean, all like, like, why don't we just go celebrate Sandy? <laughs> I That's think really I mean, Celebrating our podcast is celebrating Sandy, really. Because it we is. Could not be here. I mean, we would have been shut down months into it. If you guys don't know that story. And if I mean we've talked, we talk about Sandy all the time, but rarely do we back up and, and tell the backstory of Sandy. If you guys don't know about right. Mom Sandy, she is our podcast fairy godmother slash actual legal counsel, <laughs> and found us on Twitter in the very very early days, like the first couple months of of Girls Gone Wad, and yep. helped us right off the bat with a cease and desist from CrossFit because we were calling ourselves a CrossFit podcast. <laughs>
1: Well, not I'm only right. that, back up one step further is we were doing a fundraiser for the Girls Gone Rx competition, yeah. and she mm-hmm. donated like $250, sight unseen of not even knowing us. And we were like, who, we is were like who is this? One. We were like, we were immediately like, we've made it. We're famous. Like someone knows us that donated this. And it was so funny. So then she starts like live tweeting in response to our podcast, listening to our podcast, and then just like yeah. responding to it on her Twitter. And we were like, this is we need to know this person. So we immediately became friends with her and the rest is history. And then immediately She's... got
0: a season assistant with CrossFit.
1: <laughs> that was so funny. I I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. And then she became best friends with the lawyer because <laughs> yeah. she was like telling him yes. what to do. She was like, yes. let me actually tell you how this goes. <laughs> yes. and
0: work. I mean, in every, like all the types of sort of contracts adjacent law that you can think of, but she was a trademark lawyer for Lucasfilm for a long time. So Mm -hmm. the woman knows her terms and conditions. She has lived so many
1: lives. We love her so many lives. Love you, Mom Sandy.
0: Maybe if we did that, then we could like the like the next day have a little book a little like surf lesson in san francisco because she lives in marin or in the marin area okay maybe this is coming together let's think about it
1: she really also is into rowing right now and she goes rowing multiple days a week and she's always like "Ooh, maybe we can plan like a rowing thing but she's like yeah but you actually kind of have to like know how to row i'm like even if it's you stand like at a, the side yeah. and watch yeah she's like if you go out there and you get hit in the face with a or i'm not gonna
0: oh my gosh get what get if, if we brought shane oh <gasps> I haven't heard
1: his name in a while. How's Shane doing? I just think about
0: him when I think about rowing. We're talking about Shane Farmer, who owns and Mm -hmm. does Dark Horse Rowing, which is an online. If you guys are struggling with your rowing, specifically indoor rowing, like on an ERG, Dark Horse Rowing is is where you got to go. And Shane is just a wonderful slash truly physically beautiful (laughs) human, but he's just so wonderful and has a wonderful family and is so fantastic. And, um, I used to work, I worked with him for probably like a year doing all of his emails when I was in between jobs and I really miss it. It was so fun.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I wish they would make his program a requirement before doing Orange Theory Fitness. Oh my gosh. I wish they would make it a requirement. Lord almighty.
0: Like, I, yeah. I mean, even half the CrossFit gyms I've been in, I'm like legs, shoulders, arms. I I am
1: so mean when I, I mean, I give, I I think this is just like the instructor in me too, because I've done so many courses and I have a very good body awareness period, but I've done so many courses around fitness. I've been a a fitness instructor for 10, 15 years, been a previous life. So watching people, have such horrendous form on the rower. Horrendous at Orange Theory when I take a class there. I can't lie, so my face gives <laughs> grimaces and disgust. I'm not kidding, and I have to catch myself because I literally give people the worst bitch face. You're just glaring face. them. Oh, to and sometimes re-pleased. I look at the instructor like, are you seeing this? Do you not? Do you not? Instructors, please cue your people. Oh, it just, it's that fault. drives me crazy. It's
0: I saw a tweet recently <sighs> that was like, I want Botox, not for the anti-aging properties, but so that my face won't react before my brain has a chance to weigh in. It is so <laughs> bad. It's so bad. It's not their fault, but also kind no, of it's like, not their fault, but also like, I, it, I think, it, it, I don't it, know. It it's, so them, like, it's so hard. It's so much harder than you need to be working.
1: Like, there's exactly.
0: No here. There's no.
1: And, and to be fair to Orange Theory, I also do this at Fitwall. Like I'll see people doing the most horrendous deadlift form. Horrendous. And I just want to be like, I,
0: I really Somebody want please it. say to to this please? person. This is horrible. Someone please. Yeah. That's how I felt when I was doing I, – So I did F45 for a little while. I had stopped doing it because it just – I mean, I kind of realized that like if I was able to fit group fitness into my schedule, I would be doing CrossFit. I'm just just not in that phase in my life right now, which is okay. We've talked fitness. about that before. That like There yeah. are seasons for everything. And the season that I'm in for the past year is that I don't have a consistent enough life day to day that I can – go to, do to like consistent
1: time, like like the scheduled time. Like right, time, like the, the like, times. right. Like right now I, you just exactly. need like,
0: yeah. I have like an app that I follow, which I'll talk, I can talk about that too. I have an app program that's just like, whenever I get there, I get there, I do the workout and I leave. I miss it so much. I really miss group fitness. I was trying to do F45. It is really hard. And I loved it. I talked about this a couple of months ago. Like you just get there, you turn your brain off. It's fantastic. And also, I think it it really just comes down to the coaching because you can go to CrossFit gym too and just see horrific form. Like never forget the time I dropped into a, a different CrossFit gym in the area and we were doing a one rep max clean and jerk and someone was using a snatch grip on a clean and jerk. Imagine that. Just imagine if you will. That snatch makes me grip clean hurt and jerk.
1: So bad on my shoulders. Like immediately you just schedule with the Cairo.
0: Like and I remember sitting there thinking, like, is this a mod? Surely it's not a mod. Like if they can't surely they would just be snatching if they like were so needed such a modification that they couldn't clean with a clean grip.
1: You can't police the internet, you can't police people's form. It's you. If you're an orange theory or if it's you, you're the problem, it's you. You are the one doing horrendous Rowing form, please watch the video. Out. Please spend three minutes with a coach.
0: Yes, please. You've I of you. There's so much free content on there. This has been so a commercial for Dark Horse Rowing.
1: Yes. Sponsored, <laughs> new sponsored. No, I'm just kidding. But I do want to ask you, because we were talking about this before we hit record, before we move on from like the fitness stuff, is um, you were on the treadmill by yourself, or you were like at the gym the other day, and you just go like kind of sporadically. <laughs> I hope not
0: sporadically. <laughs>
1: To the gym, like like what's your schedule right now? What do you yeah, yeah. what is so, your fitness? What okay. is your what is your skincare routine?
0: <laughs> what's my fitness routine right now? A lot of you guys have been asking. I Have a couple of fitness goals this year. The first fitness goal, which I've already surpassed, was to not drown on my surfing trip. Check, didn't drown. Did find that truly, like my a serious limiting factor in my surfing is my paddle strength because as anybody knows who's been surfing paddling is so freaking hard. And if you get out to the lineup and you're already just so smoked from having just paddled out, you're in trouble. And that's the situation that I have. So I'm trying to work on my upper body strength so that that doesn't keep happening. Cause again, I can only surf a couple times a year. I need to figure out how to work on stuff in between. So the other thing, the other big goal that I have for myself this year is to do a little bit more trail running. And I've been talking about that for years. I've been sort of like dipping my toe into the idea and I just have had this like, oh, I was thinking about the, I, you know, the goal setting framework that we've been talking about, the, can you remind me what it's called? Uh, immunity to change? Immunity to change. Yep. Thank you and i was thinking i was realizing that a self-limiting belief that i had was that i'm not a runner and so i was like you know what i need to stop like i can't have those things both at once i can't tell myself oh i'm not a runner and i'm going to go learn like take up trail running because totally. every time something comes gets in my way i just tell myself like oh it's i'm not a runner anyway i think i've sort of shifted it to be like maybe running's not my favorite or you know, I still don't have to lie to myself about the way I feel about running, but I need to let go of that statement. I'm not a runner. Similarly to how last year I let go of the statement, I'm not a morning person, because that was was always getting in the way of me doing early morning workouts. And finally I was like, okay, how about it said just like mornings aren't my favorite. Trying this. Yeah. Yeah. And mornings aren't my favorite can still be true while I'm at the, the gym at 5 a.m. But I'm not a morning person was getting, was like, causing me to just turn my alarm off every single morning and be like, it doesn't matter. I'm not a morning person anyway. So I signed up for a trail 5k in July. It's in Vail. It's at the top of Gondola One, if you guys are in, are familiar with Vail. So it's pretty high elevation. The run itself, the 5k route is pretty easy. I think it was recommended as a really good first, like kind of slow and steady, not a lot of elevation gain, not a very technical course. And so it's did we talk about July. doing that last year too? Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, okay,
1: because Kelly mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh.
0: It's the it's the five k at ten five k at. $10, <laughs> Kelly just 000. chimed in. She knows what it is. Hi, Kelly. Five k at ten. She's
1: like, excuse so, me, excuse me, as your running coach, Claire.
0: <laughs> exactly. I originally was going to do one in Steamboat called the ten. It's they're both called the ten k at ten k, which honestly, a great. It's a great name. Somebody, I was talking to somebody, um, another friend, and they were like, You think they come up with a more original name? I'm like, no, that's a banging name. 10K at 10K. I would name everything that yeah. if I was holding an event at 10K. <laughs> I would name everything. About- <laughs> like, how can we make this a- about 10K? I'm not doing the 10K in Vail. So I'm going to do the 5K and see how it feels. And then try the 10K potentially in Steamboat, which is on Rabbit Ears Pass over Labor Day weekend, which is so beautiful. That's my plan. So I've been doing a little bit of running. Uh, my friend Amanda is more of a runner than I am, and she is often the person I go to the gym with in the morning. And so she has been sort of helping me, like, just start with a little bit of structure instead of just getting on the treadmill and like running a mile at five miles an hour and calling it a day. So she's gone helped me do a couple little like run walk, run walk. What's what I'm looking for? Intervals. That intervals are the best. Are they though?
1: They are for training. They're so good. Kelly, chime in. They're so good for training. Yeah.
0: I am having a hard time. I feel like just getting on the treadmill and running a slow mile is very much in my comfort zone because I can kind of just turn my brain off and completely disconnect from my body, which is probably not the best technique, but it's sort of the only way that I know how to do it is like put on some loud music. I have a couple of songs that I just put on repeat because the beat is basically like the cadence that I have that I want to run. So I was thinking, reflecting on this a little bit last after last week's episode with Zach, where we talked about like, are you pursuing difficult physical pursuits? Because as a way to connect with your body or as a way to like check out. And for me, running is really, I can't, I haven't figured out a way to do it without completely checking out. Maybe that's why I've never really gotten very far with it. So I went to the Gold's the Golds Gym, to Gold's Gym yesterday. There's a Gold's Gym in Can Long I interrupt it's you really for nice. one second too, yes, before
1: I forget? Because I want to say too, that- um, as you were saying, like you check out, it brings to mind that idea that you have to hit a runner's high. I would encourage you, and I think you know this already of just like no expectations. You don't have to fit any mold of like hitting a runner's high or feeling like uh, feeling a certain way, but exploring what that will do for you personally. It's only Claire's template map and totally. no one else's, you know, I've never and that may give you high. a different idea. Yeah. Yeah, I know you said that before. Yeah,
0: and some of, and we got a lot of hate when I said that. People were like, "Claire hates running." She's telling she's telling us runners high aren- highs aren't real. And I was like, I, for me, I've never in my life experienced runners high. I've only experienced running just misery. Who knows? Maybe that's just the way my brain is is gonna work. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I just need to. I don't have really any goals for the races other than just to complete them. As Just far to have as that I know, th- yeah. Yeah, as far as I know there's no t- there's no time cap. You know, I the other reason I signed up for the 5k in Vail is because I used to work at for Vail. I used to spend a lot of time up there. I don't know the exact course, but I'm very very familiar with that area. I'm very confident in the trails up there. Like I could hike 3.1 miles if I needed to. So, it fe- feels very in my comfort zone to think like, "Hey, if I can run part of that, then that will count, and we'll kind of see how it feels. And if it ends up feeling great and invigorating, then that's going to be great. The other thing that I'm yeah. having a, a little bit of a hard time with is that the reason that I really do like trail running specifically is because I love hiking. I love being on the trail. I love being out in nature. Right. I love that You're feeling being
1: outside. It almost like nature is showing you what to do as well because you have like an incline and you're like, I'm gonna walk. And then you hit like a it's the it's just a yeah, it's a perfect combination of fitness and also nature and also nature leading what you should do next. And I love it.
0: I really, really like it be also because like you have to pay so much attention to what you're doing that it keeps you in the moment and you are not as focused on like your miserable body. Totally. Yes. You have <laughs> <miserable> to be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does. It distracts you a little bit. The problem is that probably 50 to 75% of my training is going to have to be on a treadmill and treadmills are the worst. worst. I will say at gold gym. Somehow they're always playing diners, drive throughs and dives. Dives. Like that show, whatever it is, that show is always on TV. That's so funny. It's I, I, when I
1: used to work out at twenty four hour Fitness, it was always Charmed, and I was so excited because I love, I love
0: exactly. Charmed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you see that they're coming out with a Practical Magic two?
1: I feel like I heard that, but I've been so inundated with a lot of you know whatever. Um, what's the word when you have sequels? Is it yeah, not? It's, it's not confirmed. Okay. I would always watch charmed and I was always like, This is the best ever. But um so you've been going to Gold's gym, but you're going at like kind of like different times and so It's just
0: whenever I can get it in. A lot yeah. of times I will go really early in the morning. Like the reason that I started going to Gold's instead of just going to the Y is that they open an hour earlier. They open at four. So and yeah. the Y opens Ooh. at five. You know. Yeah. Four is yeah. early. And I that don't is- get there right at four. I maybe get there at like four twenty or four thirty. But <laughs> When oh, Brandon got started a new job in November and his start time got bumped back by about 20 30 minutes to where he used to be leaving the house between like 6 and 6:15 and now he's leaving the house between like 5:30 and 5:45. So I can't get to the gym at 5 and be home by 5:45. And you know, that's 20 minutes of working out. At that point, I will talk myself out of it. That is not going to happen. It's just not worth it. And so on those days, I will if I will look at my schedule like day to day and think like okay, do I have a break in my meetings today that's long enough that I can go at least you know, at least an hour and a half break because that gives me about an hour at the actual gym. That is often the case. I'm able to squeeze that in over a lunch hour or kind of like at the end of the afternoon when meetings are winding down. If not, then I will go at 4:30. And just try to be home by five thirty ish. So I kind of just squeeze it in where I. Can. But my but- my
1: point to that too, because we were talking about this earlier. No, I kept I keep forgetting to say it is like when you were there. For example, last night there's not a lot of people there. But remember the days of waiting thirty minutes to get on a cardio machine.
0: Oh yeah, like in college, I remember the <laughs> ellipticals. It was like the hottest club in Boulder was the CU Boulder ellipticals, and they overlooked the pool. So, you were always watching like the men's oh, water polo yeah. practice?
1: Oh, yeah. Was, like, we, the same time. thing. ASU had that same thing of like an overlook, and then uh, DU had the same thing. The, they were always yeah. overlooking something. So, you could just kind of check out.
0: Yep. Just elliptical and away. And just
1: like, or the people that were just on their phones.
0: I don't think that was a thing in college. Phones weren't around yet.
1: At DU, it was. Yeah. We had phones when I was in grad school, at least. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I had a phone. Not in, in the, I had
1: a f- not in 2000.
0: I had a phone in college, but I wasn't. On it the way I'm on it now, like I didn't have an I had a you know I had a flip I had a, I had a razor. Maybe I'm
1: making things up in my head. They were doing something that was not like paying attention, but I also I mean, found it could really have been texting. That,
0: yeah, but right, yeah. Texting. There was no oh, yeah. like, okay. there wasn't. Weesh. I mean, there maybe they had like a BlackBerry. The other thing that I've been doing is trying to work on my strength. I think like that just is my upper body strength is something I want to work on for surfing. My lower body strength is going to help me with trail running. And my core strength is something that my PT is trying to help me with. I also, within the mix of all this, I'm still doing taekwondo like two to four times a week. And that's really hard in its own very unique, weird way. Mostly just that my hips are so inflexible that I can't kick. And I'm like shamed by 12-year-olds every time I go in there because my kicks are so low. I am I switched out of hungry fitness programming. I just was getting a little bit. You know, I've been on there for a while, and I was starting to have a little bit of a hard time. The social media accounts that are associated with the Hungry Fitness programming was just inviting a lot of comparison for me. That's a red flag to me. So I went ahead and just, you know, decided not to be doing that program anymore. And the programming I'm doing now is from doc Liss Fitness, not Docless, like not like lacking a doc. She's a PhD. Her name is Liz Fitness. And it's a significantly more expensive. It's like $90 a month instead of $20 a month. But I am really liking it. I really like her content a lot more. And that's important to me is if I'm doing programming from somebody, then I feel a lot more motivated by it if I'm like aligned more with their kind of ethos.
1: Well, I have a thing with like give like giving people paying for services that have like an alignment with what they're putting out, what content they're putting out. Totally. Like,
0: right. Body and comparison. I, yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so, I'm. If you guys don't follow Doc List Fitness, I think that's just that's her Instagram. Um, she's a PhD student in. I don't want to butcher this, but I'm pretty sure it's exercise science. I don't know if it's that's her exact title, but she specifically researches the correlation between female hormones and exercise endurance and all the different like exercise markers. I'm butchering this, but she's really, really interesting. She is a, calls herself like a hybrid athlete where she does ultra marathons and also does a lot of weightlifting. She's a great follow and is very, very knowledgeable and is very like science backed. And I just, I'm appreciating her programming. So I'm doing her build program also right now, which is three days of weightlifting with an optional fourth day. The other reason that I've been doing this a little bit more than um, the Hungry Fitness programming is a couple of months ago, Hungry Fitness programming switched over to where every day is total body, which I think was a way for them to say, hey, if you can't work out every single day, then like you'll kind of hit everything every time so you don't have to worry about it. And to me, it kind of went the opposite direction where I realized I want to be able to break it up because some days like I know that I have a little bit less time to warm up, so I'm going to do upper body. If I know I have more time to warm up, that's the day I'm gonna do the deadlift. So I like to having it get broken out, which the um, build program is broken out.
1: You're gonna be the most badass surfer.
0: Sometimes running.
1: So slow. You're gonna be running and doing bot- upper body. And really, it's just your goal to become a star on make or break, which if you haven't watched that show on apple tv and the other thing i hate like can we have just like one app for all the shows like it drives, it's it's driving me crazy like some people are like oh i don't have apple tv or i don't have hbo and i don't have hulu and because i'm married to someone who has yeah you're just all thinking of cable it's the only thinking reason i cable
0: <laughs> i know it's a great i show. need to watch it. I,
1: it oh my gosh claire you would uh, I, but it's like it's so <sighs> It makes me want to go to Hawaii so bad. It, uh, that's like the main thing that I'm watching it for. But on your end of like the surfing technique and just the amount of badassery is unbelievable. It's a great show. It's a great show.
0: I've also just started watching Chasing Waves, which is on Disney Plus, And it's about the... Japanese Olympic surfing team. I'm only like halfway into the first episode because I tried to watch it. I tried to start watching it while I was on the treadmill and I was like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. I'll take my mind off it. But then there's subtitles and I can't read subtitles on my teeny little iPhone screen while fighting for my life on the treadmill. It's just too much. And so I had to turn it <laughs> off. By the way, some people were in the chat were asking what my what the songs are that I was talking about. I have a really old like 2019 playlist that I go th- that I use. I'm gonna share it in the chat. It's a Spotify link, and then we'll also share it in the show notes. So, Jo, I'm going to text it to you, too. Not all of these songs cool. are, like, the ones that I use, but they're all the, a good kind of song where you can kind of just, like, turn your brain off.
1: I have such a weird relationship with what to listen to, and I feel like it's very individual of what people need to listen to to either hype themselves totally. up. or, Like, this morning when I was – I. Uh, went on a run and I took Joe with me and I was like, okay, what do I want to listen to? Sometimes I really don't mind listening to a podcast, but sometimes I like really want to listen to music. And then today I was like, I'm just going to listen to a Peloton workout. Like I didn't really do the workout, but I just wanted to listen to Matt Wilpers, who I love and adore uh, coaching. And so like I listened to him and there's some music in there. And so that like it, but it changes every single day, by the way, if you are on Peloton and you want to do some good running technique. Matt Wilpers is so good at coaching running, te- running technique. And I ran this bike, Kelly, Letts when we were doing our run last year, I was like, this is what he says. And she's like, yeah. So it affirms for me that like, it's the right thing is light, tall, relaxed, and that you are tucking your hips under and that you're not doing too long of strides. So you're doing and he coaches this way on the bike as well. It's like, it's not so much about doing tons and tons of resistance, but doing more rotations. So like doing more steps versus trying to make your steps longer. Same thing with biking. So I do a lot of his endurance rides, or they call it power zone rides. So it's not about like doing hills and doing sprints. It's just about like a consistent building up your endurance base. And I just really like that type of training. Anyway. Okay, let's take a break and talk about our sponsors.
0: You guys know that we love. Do Ned you know so much? Do you know yet? If you don't know now, you know. We love Ned. We love all their products. We especially love their CBD products and their Shut Eye Chai drink mix. I have been taking the Daily Blend. I've upped my dose the last couple weeks. Something's been going on with me. My restless legs are getting restlesser,
1: oh, restlesser. I've yeah. had that too. I've had that too recently. I've started really? having restless legs. Yes, it's really comfortable. And I started taking Ned for it. (laughs) And I was like, let's try Ned because Claire does it.
0: I had horrible restless legs. Guys, as you know, this is not medical advice. We are not medical practitioners. This is just our story of what we used up for. Nope,
1: nope, nope.
0: Nope, nope. I had horrible restless legs when I was pregnant, which also, this is not medical advice to take CBD while you're pregnant. It has not been studied for that. But I took so much magnesium that I was just pooping all the time. And finally, I was like, there has to be a better way. And so I did like the magnesium lotion. I did the... Epsom salt baths. I took oral magnesium because everyone was like, it needs magnesium. The only thing that touched it was CBD. So if something over the last couple of weeks has been happening with the, I don't know, the alignment of the planets, my restless legs have come roaring back to the point where they will wake me up in the middle of the night. Normally, Uh, I can just like fall asleep and they're gone. No, I've been waking up with like twitchy restless legs. It's the worst feeling in the world. If you guys have never experienced it, yes, it's it's basically like imagine if Imagine that feeling of you almost have to sneeze, except it's in your legs.
1: Yes, that's such a good way. And you, I, I, yeah, for someone who's never experienced it before, I wish like I no, I don't wish it on anyone. But it is this uncontrollable, like seize, seize, it's seize. Like a and you're like, like you, and you have to
0: move your legs. Yeah. So and you, it's the only thing that has touched it for me. Not medical advice. If you have restless legs, there are medical tests you can get done. But for me, is the only thing that touches it. Yeah. I have been so I take the sev- hundred and fifty milligram daily blend. I take three dropperfuls before bed, and it it resolves it for me. We also love their shut eye chai. It is full of magnesium, all sorts of functional mushrooms. It is has some adaptogens in there. We have all sorts of good minerals in there to help relax your body, relax your mind. They also recently just put out this like cute video of how Rhett and Adrian, who are the two cute founders, went to India to really research the herbs that go into it. They're just so intentional with everything that they do. We love their products so much. Try them out. You can go to helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. And if CBD and botanicals and herbs are not your thing, buy some chapstick. Their chapstick is freaking unbelievable.
1: These are amazing sponsors that we've loved and adored for years they're celebrating their five-year anniversary which feels unreal to me the other little tip because we buy our own products again we could easily contact the social media guy and be like hey can you send us some more free products but i really believe in them so i just i buy my own i what you can do is you can sign up for a subscription which gives you a discount and then you use our discount code you get more of a discount so just a little plug there hot takes A fun little way to reduce the cost if cost is an issue, but that's another thing that I really adore about them is they give you all these options. Price points and chapstick is great, and I love the sleep blend, and that's been helping my restless legs. Who knew that that would be a thing for me? But here we are. Thank you so much, Ned, for sponsoring the show.
0: Okay, speaking of random nervous system problems, how did your vertigo PT go? (laughs) Did you like that transition? (laughs)
1: Yes, that was really good. That was really good. Thanks. So I saw, if you missed a couple episodes ago, I went to the ER for a severe, violent vertigo attack. First time that's ever happened to me. Freaked me the F out and uh, did all the tests. Everything was clear as far as like MRI CAT scan goes. And so I was recommended by a lot of lovely listeners, as well as my friend who's an ER doctor, who listens to the show now, Susan Ryan. Susan Ryan. Hello. She texted me the other day. So I met her through puppy raising, by the way. She's an amazing human. Amazing human. And she uh, texted me the other day. She's like, listening to your podcast is like hanging out with friends. And I was like, Susan, that's the best. That's the best compliment we could get. Anyway, I just love her so much. So hi, Susan. So she recommended she's like, because I texted her when I was in the ER. She's an ER doctor. So I was like, Oh, I just wanted you to know that I'm in the ER. uh, And thank you for what you do. Because I was so freaked out. And I was just kind of like, telling her how important it is, like, the work that she does, because I just felt so soothed by the ER doctor. And she texted me. She's like, I know this is really scary, um, but PT can really help. She gave me some good recommendations. So I ended up scheduling with a PT who specializes in vertigo, which all these amazing PTs DM'd us that was like, there's really good people out there that can treat uh, vertigo they with They were so,
0: physical- hopeful. Every DM we got.
1: Totally. Um, anyway, so went and saw PT for vertigo, uh, walked in and I was the youngest one there by like 40 years. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, <laughs> but it was so cute at the same time. It was like this really cute physical therapy place with like all these older people getting PT. Anyway, the guy, my PT's name named Michael and I got there and I was like, I'm really nervous about this because a lot of the PTs that DM'd us were like, just you know, sometimes they have to trigger your symptoms in order to treat your symptoms. So you may have like a pretty violent episode again if you go to PT. I was like, oh, so I told him how nervous I was. Anyway, turns out it was like super, super easy. He gave me some exercises to do at home to kind of like train my brain to move. And I don't know if it necessarily prevents it, but I think it kind of gets your body moving in space to where it may prevent it. And then he gave me... A maneuver, he taught me the Epley maneuver, which is a very popular exercise movement pattern that you can do if you have a vertigo attack. And so that was something that we did together. He did a lot of testing to make sure he knew which vertigo type it was. There's like a few types of vertigo that you can have. And so, yeah, he's like, I don't think you really need to see me maybe more than two more times and then you'll be good to go. You just kind of need to have these a handful of tools in your back pocket that if you have an episode, this is what you do to manage it. And he also gave me a lot of confidence that the the type that I had was pretty mild, meaning like you don't have the type that's I, I don't want to say it's harder to treat, but I think it's a little more of an intense type of vertigo or is like the one that more I had
0: maybe correct.
1: Yeah. Not to say, like, my episode was very violent. When I say violent, it was unbelievably uncomfortable. But he's, like, it is one that you have the ability to really treat and just, like, live a normal life and not be like Estelle. Estelle. Oh, my God. Why am I? What's her name? Lucille. Lucille I'm, I'm Yeah. <laughs> Estelle. Lucille. Lucille Astero. So, yeah. I was... Very feeling super confident about that because I think, like with anything that you have for the first time, that you're like, What is going on with my body? so much of it is psychological anxiety where you're just like, What is happening to me? Is this my life from now on? and am I gonna have to deal with this every week, every month? because it comes out of nowhere. And the way that he described it, too, like truly the inner ear crystals thing is like a thing. He gave me the whole rundown spiel of it, and he's like, It's the weirdest thing, he's like, But it is, and it's unpredictable. But here's what you can do. And moving forward, I think you're going to be just fine. Like if it happens again, totally treatable at home. Now you know what to do. So yeah, that's uh, that's the rundown of my latest healthy. So it took me a good week to really feel like myself again. It like I just was. I tried to do a fit wall workout like five or six days after the episode because I was just like, I think I feel okay. But the a lot of up down movements were not happening, but now I feel good enough. Like now I feel like I can do up down movements, uh, just fine. And I feel like I'm not thinking about it every day or every hour, like before where you're kind of like, Oh my gosh, am I still dizzy? So that's, yeah, that's over and done with. And hopefully I never have to go through like an ER visit again for it. But if anyone out there who has experienced vertigo, I highly recommend going to see a PT who specializes in treating vertigo, or at least just Google the Epley maneuver that's something you can even see tons of videos online about of like how to, what to do when you're in an episode like that. And hopefully it's again, not saying more, everyone has the same type as me, but
0: more on official medical advice into. from Drake Exactly.
1: Not a doctor, <laughs> not a doctor, not medical advice, not an expert. I um, think it's
0: interesting. It was so great. The amount of people who wrote to us and were like, I know this is really scary, but you can get it under control. Cause I think, correct me if I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seemed like the scariest thing about it was just like, what's going on? Am I ever going to be able to figure this out? And I remember I was reading a lot of the DMs that came in also, and somebody was like, you know, giving you Valium and whatever else they gave you in the ER is not a treatment for vertigo. It's just muting your nervous you system. Yeah. So they're not actually treating your vertigo whatsoever. They're just trying to get your symptoms. They're just turning off the fire alarm. Exactly. But exactly. everyone was so encouraging, They're like, hey, it might take a little bit for you to figure it out. But this is very, very doable. You can learn some simple things that the next time this comes up, it won't be so like debilitating. So that was really, really helpful. The best type of advice from people when you talk about your problems on the internet.
1: Right. And encouragement. And some people were like, this might be like perimenopause stuff. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going to go there because I, I honestly don't. I mean, sure, it could be. But I'm not going to, I think for me, thinking about it that way, thinks that this is going to keep happening. And I just don't want to think that way. I just want to think about like, oh, this was an isolated incident, some random thing that happened with my inner ear stuff. Because there wasn't a lot of talk around that either. Like I asked my PT and I was like, is it my age? He's like, no, it's just like, this is, so he was super helpful with that too, of just getting my mindset in a different place. That wasn't so scary. Um, and he's like, and truly, like, this will give you just more confidence moving forward.
0: You want to know It definitely is a symptom of perimenopause? Restless legs. Restless legs,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is fun. I mean, I, some people are probably shouting at me like, you're ignoring all the signs, Joy. And I'm like, yeah. what? I'm sweating <laughs> at night? No, actually, my night sweats have improved. And so I talked to my doctor about, about that. And I can't remember if I shared this or not. But um, I did talk to my doctor. I got all my hormones tested. Um And she and everything was normal, thankfully, like my thyroid's good, my hormone levels are fine. Uh, When I did my LO Health, uh, which is also a sponsor, um, blood work, all my biomarkers improved, like doing their program and doing their customized supplements. So I was feeling like really good about this. And um, but I did talk to my doctor, this is you guys are gonna laugh about this. Okay. Oh, I felt like such an idiot, but I, I take, uh, an antidepressant, a pretty like low dose. But I, when I switched over insurance plans, how do I explain this? Like long story short is like, I used to take my, my previous doctor, when I had Kaiser insurance would give me bottles of 10 milligrams, um, so that I could kind of like up the dose as I needed to, instead of just like having to cut pills or whatever. And so I... When my new doctor, she gave me a bottle of 20 and 10s. And so she's like, you can kind of switch out what you need. And I wasn't looking at the bottle for like the past two months. (laughs) Because I was assuming that they were all 20. Anyway, whatever. I messed it all up in my head. And I was taking 10 milligrams throughout the winter, which is normally I take 20. I was feeling...
0: You know that Instagram trend right now that's like dumb ways to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading the dosage so, on your psych meds.
1: I mean, I and so I was like, God damn it! Why am I so freaking depressed this winter? Well, first of all, first of all, the winter was horrible. Like we had a horrible winter. Stop. Add on to that that I have seasonal affective disorder. Like that was like depression times a thousand. Okay. So I was really struggling mentally. And then, so then I go see her, like, I think it was early February. I go see her and I was like, cause I, I had messaged her and I was like, I need to get some blood work done. I am feeling horrible. And she's like, come on in. And I, that morning when I was taking my medication, I looked at the bottle and I was like, you gotta be effing kidding me. Joy, you've been taking 10 milligrams for the past two months. No wonder you are like losing your mind. So, so anyway, she, I la- had a good laugh with her. I was like, I am so sorry. This is actually my fault. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's like, up, let's, let's bump that up. Um, let's make sure you're taking 20. And then she told me again, this is my doctor giving me advice. I'm not giving you advice. Please consult with your own doctor. But she was like, if you are feeling some really intense PMS, Um, and you're kind of getting more night sweats or getting moody, she's like, you could actually bump up your dose a little bit more two weeks before your period starts. And then that will kind of like help mitigate some of those more intense feelings and symptoms that you're having. So that's been working really well for me. And that was just, I had a good laugh. I actually told Sandy, I was talking with Sandy about that because we both take like some, anyway, but (laughs) we were just laughing. I was like, this is so funny that I'm like, what is wrong with me? Oh, I've not been taking the right dose of medication. Okay, so we're good now. But uh, it's like speaking of perimenopause symptoms. And we're back. Speaking of perimenopause symptoms that I was just uh, unknowingly making worse by not paying attention to my medication bottle. Good times.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So as you guys know, Joy and I are 10 years apart. Joy is 45. I'm 35. I went in for my physical on... Third Friday, is my oh, yeah. First, like, annual, yeah. yeah, Which I always feel so proud of myself for doing body maintenance. I'm like gold star for Claire. She's maintaining it's been two years since my last physical. Um, last year, I don't know why I didn't go. It just sort of never occurred to me. And so the last several times I've gone, I've been seeing this doctor now, I don't know, maybe three or four years, like three and a half years. She's always said, Oh, um, we don't need to do a lab draw on you. We don't start that till you're older until you're a little bit older. And then I went in this year and I was like, oh, I thought we don't do lab draws yet. And she's like, you're old enough now. And I was like, oh, I've crossed the line into annual oh, lab draws. She's like, 35 is a cutoff. I was like, I haven't felt old about being 35 until now, until this moment.
1: I remember feeling old at 35 when my I was talking to my OBGYN and she said something because we were talking about like fertility and whether or not I was going to have kids. And she's like, well, you are, what do they call it? Geriatric pregnancy. Advanced or
0: maternal age. I was yeah. Like, geriatric mm. pregnancy. Mm-hmm.
1: That's okay. a they
0: start, They've started phasing out geriatric and started now they call it advanced maternal age. Mm, and that's
1: nice. That's like that's
0: a little bit okay. nicer way of saying that. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Thanks. We know what lot. you're trying to say. We know what you're trying to say. I got old eggs. Just say it. Just call it old eggs. God. <laughs> Just call ever, it your yeah. egg carton's about to so expire. You so
1: you've crossed the line. You've crossed the line <laughs> of that blood work that you need to have done.
0: You're getting near the sell-by date on those eggs. Um, yeah, it was like, I mean, I don't, I have no problem with getting older. I am trying to embrace it as best as I can. 35 is not that old. And it was the first time since 2035 that I was like, Oh, I'm getting old. I have to get blood work done now It my funny, my doctor is so funny though. She is now like a family practice doctor at this little quiet office in suburban Boulder. And she used to do she's from Africa. I don't remember where in Africa. I'm sorry. I know saying that she's from an enormous continent is absolutely not helpful, but she's from Africa and she has like spent the first several decades of her career doing international medicine all around the world. And up until very recently, she was still, every year would still spend a couple months in like an international crisis clinic. And I think the last one that she did was in the middle of COVID and she realized like, I'm getting too old for this, but she was in Turkey. She was talking about how like they didn't have running water, and so they were washing their hands with Diet Coke because the water wasn't clean. She got like an abscess and had to like clean it with Diet Coke. Like anything that they were washing, they were washing it with soap and Diet Coke.
1: Oh my God, that reminds me of like Windex from the, my big fat Greek wedding.
0: <laughs> right? So it But it was hilarious because... <laughs> When I was in there on Thursday, she was saying that like, for some reason, the hot water was not working that was hooked up to like the hand washing sinks in each little exam room. And she was like, you know, when I was volunteering at that clinic in Turkey, we had to wash our hands with Diet Coke, but at least it was warm. And I died. I was like, you're just, she also, I was getting a pap smear and she was like mumbling to herself, like the way that you would mumble to yourself if you're walking around the house looking for something. (laughs) It's just
1: That cracked me up when you texted me that. I was like, That's really funny. It
0: was just so funny. Like she's down there like, hmm, where are the scissors? (laughs) 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 She didn't say that. She's like looking for things and they're like, "Hmm, where is that? Where did I leave that thing? She just is a hoot she also, the first time I ever saw her was like in the peak of COVID because like halfway through COVID, I kind of had this moment where I was like, shoot, I don't have a PCP. Like if something were to happen and I just needed to get in somewhere or I needed to just someone like call in a script, I don't have someone to do that. Like I'd have to set up a new client intake and blah, blah, blah. Like I need to just have established care with someone. So I went in there and she was like, so are you sick? And I was like, no, I just kind of want to like make sure I have a PCP. And she was like, that's really wise. But also we're in the middle of a pandemic. And I was like, are you gonna scold me for coming in to get preventative health care?
1: <laughs> I would love to hear like funny stories of what doctors have said to you during your visit or just like funny quirks. Like my ENT, my yeah. ENT who did my surgeries for my ears, I loved him so much. And I wish I could do this on like a visual platform. Everyone listen or everyone who's here in the chat chat can see. But he had this like funny quirk that the second he walked in the room, he would look right at my hand he'd outreach his hand like he's going to grab my hand. He would never, (laughs) my mom and dad and I, because they would always go to my appointments with me when I was like in my 20s, this was happening. We always would like uh, do an imitation because we thought it was so cute. He would look right at my hand and he would just go straight for my hand and look at my hand the whole time. No eye contact, but he'd be like, Joy, how you doing today? <laughs>
0: we just always like, straight he, down he just, your like, hand.
1: Had, yeah, and it was just like so cute because he never like gave you the eye contact. He was always kind of like he was so just like into his craft of ENTism that he never like looked you in the eye, and he would just be so passionately talking. It was just like I <laughs> loved your him so dearly. nose, and throat,
0: not eyes, nose, and throat. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh no! He doesn't have an obligation to look at you. Yeah. He doesn't have an obligation. That's the ophthalmologist's job. He's not there. Oh, so to that was your good, eyes.
1: Claire. That was really good.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you guys can catch my stand-up on tour later. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Speaking of stand-up, I just watched the Chris Rock Netflix special, and it is probably one of the best comedy specials I've ever seen. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Probably the best.
0: Okay. That's a, you it's, watch a it's lot of above. comedy, so that's a hot... Review. I
1: do watch a lot of comedy. What did you like yeah, about it? I would. It is the way he's a genius. The way he dials into things in in the world, in human behavior, in I just I feel like the way he strings together concepts and stories is just brilliant and I'm not going to try to repeat it because I don't want to be that person that's like trying to repeat a joke because it's not going to come off as the same but I think one of the funniest thing that he one of the funniest things that he goes into on this special is like how everybody wants attention just about social media and just how like everyone wants attention you see he kind of like breaks that down and there's like three types of attention Someone who just like posts a butt on a picture or on a on Instagram, or this, this and this, or if you've actually like earned it, like Serena Williams being like, the best tennis player out there, you know, like, so how like, it's, so, but it's just the way he talks about things. You're like, that is so the things that you never really thought to break down and be like, Oh, that's so true about what we do. And it's so stupid makes you really like step back and be like I'm such a stupid human. And then my favorite joke that he tells you guys when you watch this, you have to watch the part about the Lululemon pants. He starts talking about how everyone is so woke, which look, I'm not going to go there because I think there's also a problem with people who do say that in a way that's like, "Oh, you're so woke," which we've been we've been accused of by the way by someone that I'm not going to mention who has another CrossFit podcast that I hate with every bone in my body. <laughs> is not, I'm not even going to do that with his name. So he uh, talks about how everyone's so woke, but he's like, I was going by Lululemon the other day. And, (laughs) and they had a sign out that's like, we do not support hate and racism, like those signs that are like, we don't support racism, we don't support. he's like, (laughs) he goes, you charge $100 for yoga pants. You hate someone. (laughs) And he's like, You hate the poor. And then he goes on to say, like, I would rather buy a $20 pair of racist yoga pants. (laughs) It's so great. It is so... Please watch it. I did not do it justice. I'm so sorry. I tried to, like, recreate some of that, but it is so... Good. And he does address the Will Smith thing at the end. And that's really good. But I just like oh man, I love him. It's it's exactly what I needed this morning. So I watched that before we recorded because I really wanted to talk oh, about it. Oh, you got up at like 6 yeah. 30
0: this morning and watched a Chris Rock special. That is an interesting mind space at 6 38. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was so excited because it dropped last night, but I was like too tired to watch last night and I really wanted to be that's in so it. Funny. And I just I'm definitely gonna watch it again. So great. Uh okay. And then Bruce Springsteen went to Bruce Springsteen this week. That was really fun. We got last minute tickets. You guys, I'm telling you, Scott is like the king of getting last
0: minute tickets, great seats. They weren't like crazy expensive. If you want to know the method, go back and listen to episode 154. It is called the Scott Parrish Gift Guide Extravaganza, where he, first of all, goes into detail about like how he thinks about, he's an amazing gift giver and it goes into detail about how he, his mind, his like thought process around gift giving. But then at the end, he goes into deep, deep detail about what he does to look for last minute, cheap, amazing concert tickets.
1: We were front row on the side of the stage so we could see where they were coming in. We've seen the boss a few times. So this was on our first rodeo with him, but we were like, "Oh, we have to go see him. We don't know if he's going to tour again. The guy's 73, but it's like, he's just rocking. So we had unbelievable seats to where we were just like sitting right above the sound guys. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Anyway, we got to see Stevie Van Zandt's guitar tuner, who looks like he's been doing it since he was 20. And he's probably in his 70s as well. He had, I mean, it was so cute. And he was drinking Boost. And we're like, oh, he's drinking Boost. He's like trying to get, <laughs> he had like two bottles of Boost on his little stand. And he like, hold- I mean, it's ass. everything's, everything so precise. Like he had like towels that he would wrap around the guitar before he handed it to Stevie. So it didn't have any sweat on it. Everything was too, you could just dialed in. Everything was dialed in. Stevie Van Zandt waved at me. The boss came over to us. And when I was videoing, I had my hand on my heart because I was like, oh my God, he's like right there. And he like pointed at me and he gave me the peace sign. It was just such a cool experience. It was like, we were so glad that we went. It was one of those things where we're like, should we go? Shouldn't we go? And he just kept checking, 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 checking for t- seats. And they these seats, these seats that we had were released literally like the three three days before the show. So we know it was probably like the artists that were reserving them for people and their family. That's that's like the key. You're always going to get seats like that if you just keep checking, checking, checking. So great, but like within the first five minutes, I texted Claire and I was like, Oh my god, I hate people so much. Like. <laughs> I can't stand crowds and people. And I just was like, within five minutes, I'm like, I, I cannot wait to like get in my seat and just be away from like all the.
0: The public. My mom calls it the, the great public. unwashed. Oh, it's. So <laughs> the great unwashed. She always talks about like yeah. when she, when for, like for some reason she's at an airport that doesn't have TSA pre, she's like, so then I had to get in line with the great unwashed.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> and we actually, we found, we had, we both have clear and they actually yeah. have clear at the venue. We found a clear entrance oh, wow. to go. Yes. And so we were able to use our clear account and just go right on in as opposed wow, to guys, and like this level. is where like the snobbery comes in. Where like, there's two sides at the ball arena. Right. And so everyone, when you like all the parking, you kind of are walking onto one side. No one knows that there's a whole other side that you can get in. So all, there's a huge line. I was like, let's just keep walking. Like there's going to be more, you can get an entrance on the other side. And then we found this clear entrance that like nobody was there. And we were just super excited about that. Anyway, I'm just all about like avoiding crowds and people and and then there was this guy, like, coughing in front of me. And I was like, ah, I should have worn my mask. And because like, I didn't wear a mask. And I was like, "Joy, I think we're past that. Like, you got to get over that. Because this guy was just you coughing without, like,
0: but, like, without cover covering mouth his mouth. And I was like, cough in your elbow.
1: Yes. Like, and I was just, I I had no, uh, I was not hiding it whatsoever. I was like, ah,
0: <laughs> stop coughing. I feel like the name of this episode is going to be Joy's not hiding her judgment. No. Unable to hide my judging Whoa. face. I, yeah, I think it's okay. 2019 protocol <sighs> still still like we don't we aren't throwing away all the rules. The 2019 rules still apply. Cough into your elbow. So at my job, I think I have t- talked about this. We have like a corporate box at Ballerina that you can get um you can like enter the raffle and the yeah, the Bruce Springsteen one was real real hot commodity. I did not oh, get I picked. Oh my I didn't gosh, even get picked for no. Monster Truck Jam, which I was very disappointed What? <laughs> about. All these people, a lot of kids want to go to that Jam. No. Yeah, they do. And there's yeah, only like eight seats
1: That's a box. big deal.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us for another week of making it up as we go. We so appreciate that you're here. Don't forget to support our sponsor, <laughs> Ned. That's helloned.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online at joyandclare.com. You can email us. This is joyandclare at gmail.com. Thanks again for being here. Happy Thursday. Happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this. Have a great week.
1: Bye, guys.